Happy New Moon, and welcome to the very first episode of the City Witch Tarot Podcast. I am your host, Tessa Guyberson, um, and I'm here to bring you some New Moon guidance to channel a tarot card reading for building collective power, um, just to kind of give, I guess, some context to what this podcast is about. I didn't initially set out to create a podcast, but I wanted to read a tarot spread kind of inspired by Adrian Marie Brown's movement tarot readings on Instagram and read cards to build collective power. So um, I felt like the best way to share this would be through a podcast um, because I'm a little camera shy and didn't want to make a video on YouTube. So um, this is basically a tarot reading for the people. Um, And through this reading, we'll explore what to leave in the last lunar cycle, the essence of this lunar cycle, the deeper lesson of this lunar cycle, what to initiate on the new moon, a skill or tool to use in this process, how we can nourish ourselves, where we can find a source of pleasure, and ultimately where we are going. So, um... To give context to who I am, or I guess introduce myself, um, I am Tessa Everson, and I'm a city witch, an oracle, a zinster, and I currently reside on unceded and unsurrendered Algonquin and Anishinaabe territory, and I use they, them pronouns. So um, I like to define my tarot practice as folk tarot, meaning um, tarot that is actually undefinable and unquantifiable um like a something that you can't necessarily be certified in um because i really believe that magic and intuition are our birthrights it's something that we all have access to um and we can definitely hone them as a muscle but we aren't um It's not something you can buy or like a course that you can take that will all of a sudden, you know, um, make you a magical intuitive. Um, It's your birthright. Everyone has access to to intuition. So there will be a a corresponding blog post on my website with some photos of the tarot cards if you'd like to see the cards that I've pulled, as well as some really brief show notes, um, kind of point form. And then just to kind of give you like a... Mm, ways we can work together if you find that this reading really resonates and um, you know you like the way that I read or the style uh, my reading style um, I offer one-to-one readings in person in Ottawa or long distance via zoom it's kind of like Skype but a little bit more reliable Um, the booking form for that is on my website and right now I'm currently booking for the end of the month um, into May I'm also going on a Toronto tarot tour in a couple days from April 9th to 22nd. So I have a bunch of workshops um, that are being offered for that um, at some different venues. Um, Some of them are smaller, more intimate workshops where there's only going to be like 10 or 12 of us. Some of them are larger, um, more collective kind of community workshops um, where there's going to be 30 of us. So um, there's a variety of topics as well. 
all of the details for that. Um, if you'd like to either book a reading with me in Toronto or attend any of the workshops are also all on my website, www.thecitywitch.ca. Um, if you sign up for my email newsletter, uh, there's also a coupon for 15% off um, a reading. And if you don't want to, I don't send emails very often, like honestly, once every two to three weeks. But if you find them annoying or you don't like them, you can just take the coupon and unsubscribe from the email newsletter. Um, and also just a kind of note um, that readings are always pay what you can for black and indigenous people of color, disabled folks, trans folks, women of color and sex workers. So if you would like to um, book a reading, you that's like pay what you can, you can email me at tess at thecitywitch.ca. Unfortunately, there are no payment processors online that do online bookings and pay what you can. So we just gotta do it the old fashioned way where you email me. Um, so before we get started, I wanted to do an invocation. So if you'd like to close your eyes or maybe, you know, if you're in public, or you're driving, um, that's not available to you and that's OK. Um, if you would like, you can light a candle, you could burn some herbs, you could um, ring a bell or a singing bowl, or maybe you want to just open a window. These are all just examples of ways that um, we can separate the present moment from wherever we just came from and wherever we are going to next to kind of mark the present moment as sacred or special. Um, so if you want to pause this, you can go right ahead and do that and, and go get your candles going or um, your herbs burning and while you do those actions, just take a few mindful breaths. So breathe as deeply as feels comfortable. You don't have to force yourself to breathe deeper, but just be really mindful and present with yourself as you're taking um, these breaths. So I would like to invite and welcome the element of air and its new beginnings, renewal, inspiration, and communication into this space. I invite and welcome the element of fire and its transformation, growth, passion, and joy into this space. I invite and welcome the element of water and its emotions, flow, receptivity, and healing into this space. I invite and welcome the element of earth and its grounding, nurturing, wisdom, and abundance into this space. I invite and welcome the element of spirit and its connection, oneness, infinite, unconditional love into this space. And I invite and welcome the guardians, spirit guides and helpers, well-intentioned ancestors and spirits of the land and place to bring forth the highest and best for the people. So um, just to kind of outline this spread before we jump in, the first card we pulled is for what to leave in the last lunar cycle, and that is the Ace of Swords. The second card we pulled is the essence or the soul of this lunar cycle, and that would be the Devil Reversed. The deeper lesson of this lunar cycle is the Six of Wands. What to initiate on this new moon is the King of Swords Reversed. A skill or tool we can use is the Emperor. 
how we can nourish ourselves is the Ace of Cups. A source of pleasure, this lunar cycle is the Queen of Wands reversed. And where we are going, kind of the point of all of this or the direction we're, we're moving towards is the King of Pentacles reversed. So in terms of what to leave in the last lunar cycle, we are moving from individual ideation, meaning coming up with ideas on our own, um, to collaborative ideation and kind of something that really, I guess I really wanted to bring up the uh, word collaboration right away in the beginning it's because I think it really touches on this thread that we can weave throughout this whole reading and something that we'll keep coming back to um, from the first card right to the last card is collaboration so with the ace of swords um when we are looking at it as something to leave behind, sometimes um, it can come up around these really obsessive thought loops. So, um, you know, if you look at the, the imagery of the card on the blog post, it's um, it kind of looks like a maze or um, like it's very distorted and chaotic. So we're leaving behind chaos in our last lunar cycle to find order. And one of the other cards that we pulled is the emperor. And we'll touch a little bit more on order with the emperor. But basically, we're leaving behind a really narrow, one-pointed focus. So it's like... How do we balance both of these things, both order and like, how do we have order in our process of coming up with ideas, our ideation process, without being too narrow, um, without limiting ourselves by having, you know, a, a tunnel vision? Um, so, like the Ace of Swords, if we break it down, the Ace is like the core of the suit or um the ace is like uh the seed that hasn't quite grown into the whole forest yet the forest being the the 10 of the suit so it's um potential that hasn't been fully expressed yet so often the ace of swords comes up around coming up with ideas um swords being a suit that has to do with our truth what we believe to be true um how our brain functions the way the way it's wired um sometimes quite literally it can be translated to like our mental health um but basically we're we're going into these wormholes in the ace of swords um to find new perspectives so something to kind of think about um with the ace of swords is just like in what ways has your perspective shifted since the last new moon um if you can go back a couple weeks ago and just think about what um ideas or perspectives have changed or shifted um and how does this relate to um how broad or narrow how orderly or chaotic your ideation process is 
And then the next card we pulled is the essence of this lunar cycle, and this is the devil reverse. So specifically, I felt this really had to do with feeling guilty about indulging in earthly pleasures and exploring the body, um, our sensuality and like sensuality. I don't necessarily mean sexuality, um, not that sensuality doesn't include sex but just sensuality if we like look at the word sen sensuous oh that's such a funny word to say um if we look at the word sense i can't even say it um if we look at the word sense sensuous um we're looking at the senses like what can we taste what can we touch what can we smell um really bringing it into the body and how, what we can sense or our the sensations um how we feel things out and really like indulging in that feeling and sensing the devil reversed also um obviously the devil brings up uh you know satan and like christianity so i like to look at one way we can look at the devil reversed is uh as undoing the collective shadow but um as someone who was raised evangelical i really like to look at the devil reversed as undoing the concept of sin and this also relates to the queen of wands um which we'll talk about a little bit later but we are shifting from the idea of sin being our birthright meaning there's something we were born with that we did wrong but we didn't actually do like we didn't actually do anything wrong we were just born with this like blemish or this mark of like badness and this shame that we're you know we carry with us even though we didn't actually do it someone else did and and therefore we have to atone for it like the devil reversed is is us kind of figuring it like there is no sin i have to atone for um there's no sin i was born with that i have to like make up for even though i didn't do anything wrong um like there's no there's nothing inherently bad about us we are actually magical beings like we are you know we evolved from carbon from stardust we are both soul uh you know immaterial beings and um tangible material beings earthly beings so um i think it's you know really magical that we can be both that we can be both the material and the immaterial um there's this really beautiful quote an emergent strategy by adrian marie brown that i think kind of sums up the essence of this lunar cycle so an emergent strategy adrian marie brown says and i'm paraphrasing here um we have to stop demonizing pleasure we try to leverage control over the natural world by making our emotions and sensations less reliable than our thoughts and then burn at the stake anyone who stays attuned to the ways and power of pleasure in the natural world so um yeah the essence of this lunar cycle is pleasure and like um not to talk about adrian marie brown a lot 
Um, although I will say I'm a big fan, but um, she also has a new book out called Pleasure Activism that I haven't had the pleasure of reading yet um, because I've got a really long to-do list right now. It's airy season, lots of work. Um, but yeah, if um, I, I think it's even so on point that like right now in this season, in this lunar cycle, um, Adrian Marie Brown's new book is out and it's about pleasure. Um, so it's like, let's really indulge um, in a way that's like unproductive. It's like, why don't you do something that doesn't produce capital like me and maybe this could be like a goal every day is um like a whether you want to call like a self-care goal or kidney care goal like whatever just like doing one thing a day that is unproductive that doesn't produce capital for um the powers that be or you know the elites or the empire or whatever you want to call um that but yeah just doing one unproductive thing each day so the deeper lesson of this lunar cycle is a six of wands so the six of wands is always really jubilant um in this deck it's a bunch of hands applauding so um in the six of wands it brings up themes of um affirmation and validation and i think that the lesson in this is figuring out how to self-validate instead of relying on external validation so what i mean by that is like there's i what i'm not saying is that there is something wrong with receiving external validation and I think part of this lesson um, in the six of wands is actually figuring out how to be open to receiving that validation or receiving praise rather than deflecting and to really remark upon like how beautiful it is to be seen to be witnessed to be validated and to be heard but also to not rely on the external validation validation as a marker or um, as a way to determine like our worth Um, like we just because someone isn't giving you praise or telling you you did a good job doesn't mean that you're not actually doing a good job like you we not just you but we all of us myself included really need to figure out how to do the thing that we can do that no one else can do the way we do it, meaning how to play our role in our ecosystem. Because I do really firmly believe that every living being in an ecosystem has a role to play in order for that ecosystem to be thriving and, and vibrant and to stay alive and to be you know, resilient and survive change. So we need to figure out how to play our role without it being determined by the amount of external validation or the quality of external validation we receive. So like some really kind of, I guess like what I'm getting at is some really straightforward ways like this could show up practically is something like imposter syndrome. Um, So basically what I'm trying to say is that when we lift people up or praise people based on their personality or based on whether or not they're conventionally attractive, like there's studies that show that we will actually, when someone who's like beautiful or fits the, you know, uh, 
white supremacist, capitalist, heteropatriarchal standards for beauty, we will actually apologize for them when they've done something wrong. Like, um, yeah, it's really fucked up. So, like, when we lift people up based on their personality or based on their... um, whether or not they fit this like beauty standard or whether or not they're thin or white we're replicating these dynamics of power and hierarchy that we're actually trying to dismantle and also like lifting people up based on personality or like this whole like this influencer um relationship dynamic on social media it's actually really isolating it isolates people and it it puts them up on pedestals and then they you know there's a really long way to fall um when they fuck up and we cancel them um and i just realized that i swore and i had marked this podcast as clean so i'm gonna have to make sure I mark it as explicit when I go to upload this. Um, I'm sorry if I swore and someone was listening that shouldn't have been listening. Um, Not that I don't like kids, but maybe this is a podcast you don't want to listen to with your kids around. What I'm getting at is like no gurus and no masters. Um, We're not going to try and make gurus out of human beings, Um, you know, or replicate power dynamics of people having power over others. Um, But rather, let's focus on creating power with. So that's the deeper lesson of this lunar cycle. So, in terms of what to initiate on this new moon, we have the King of Swords reversed. So, the King of Swords manifests spirit and soul through the voice. Um, I like to think of the kings in the tarot as facilitators, um, or like in the in the slow hauler deck, uh, they've renamed the kings architects. So, they build the structure and framework of something. Or same with the facilitator, they build the structure and framework for other people to show up within to engage with the energy of the suit. So the King of Swords creates the structure and framework for the collective or the people in their community to show up within and engage with the element of air. So specifically with truth. Um, and again, to bring up Adrian Bree Brown, um, in emergent strategy, she coined this term radical honesty. So radical honesty means speaking our truth, even if our voice shakes. It means asking for what we need, saying aloud what we want, being honest when something hurts us, asking the questions we want answered, and then building our relationships inside this honesty. So um, empire, white supremacy, capitalism, the patriarchy um, tells us that if we're not white or straight or able-bodied or thin, our truths don't matter. And so this is why honesty is so radical um, and like how radical it is to communicate your needs and to be transparent about your capacity um, to be like to be honest about what needs you have that need to be met and what your capacity to give is. Um, yeah, so basically the the other aspect i want to talk about with the king of swords reverse is um 
letting go of critique. And I think we can connect this back with the Ace of Swords and that narrowness um, and like having order, but it coming from a place of curiosity rather than critique because critique is like one way we avoid doing the work of change. Meaning like when we rely mostly on critique, not that there is no place for criticism or analysis, but if we are only critiquing, um, we are avoiding doing the, the work of change and of like actually transforming, meaning avoiding coming up with solutions for problems rather like instead we're just critiquing everyone else's solutions. So when we can drop critique and be really radically honest, we liberate our relationships, um, which is ultimately like what the kings or the facilitators are all about. Um, there's this theme again, we're coming back to of collaboration. Um, how do we like, I'm not just talking about living in our relationships, like romantically, but like on a collective level, like how do we work together, get better at working together? And then a, a skill or tool to use, um, in initiating this new cycle on the new moon is the emperor. So the emperor makes it easier for people to work together through creating structure and setting boundaries. So again, kind of connecting back to this idea of radical honesty, like saying aloud our boundaries or speaking out loud our boundaries, even if we're really nervous too, Um, you know, even if our voice shakes, um, which I know is like this super cheesy quote. And every time I think of it, I think of that like photo that went viral on Tumblr like five years ago, and it's this white house with white siding and spray painted really kind of shittily with like black spray paint is like speak your truth even if your voice shakes but it's true you know um speaking things out loud is how we create that structure so when i think of the emperor i think of trees like oak trees or redwood trees that have shallow roots um rather than deep roots. So it's this analogy basically for interdependence, like oak trees, their roots extend out towards other oak trees and kind of spread out across the forest floor so that they can link up and hold each other. And when a storm comes, they can't fall down um, or they're less likely to fall over because they're holding each other up. They're interdependent. Um, So it's like, what are the boundaries or structure, the container around your relationships in terms of how they strengthen your relationships and make make us more interdependent, um, like structure or like setting boundaries um, or how we communicate our needs. They're not blocking people off or building walls. They're actually a form of communication. So, um, you know, if we need um, a break from someone or a break in a relationship, we set a boundary by communicating like, hey, I really need space right now. Um, And 
and that's how we strengthen our relationships by being really radically honest about what our needs are and what our, our capacity to give is. So I really love um, the Slow Holler Tarot deck for how they've renamed a lot of the cards and the Slow Holler renames the Emperor as the Navigator. So it brings up this, like we talk about order and structure and boundaries, it, it also brings up this idea of strategy. And strategy is a military term meaning a plan of action. So what is your strategy for pleasure? If our the essence um, of this lunar cycle is pleasure and what we are initiating is collaboration and interdependence through radical honesty, like what is your strategy for all of those things? Um, when one example I wanted to share was how birds flock. They are separate, they are still aligned, and they're cohesive. Um, there's no, they all kind of take turns leading. Um, and I think it's meaning like uh, their leadership is in terms of who's directing the flock is decentralized. Um, and we could kind of look at the emperor as an, as an example of decentralized leadership. Um, meaning no one is important, but everyone is needed. Um, and so again, it's coming back to this idea of like how we built, uh, this is like a, a skill or a tool to use to build collective power. And then our next card is the Ace of Cups, and it's describing how we can nourish ourselves, this ourselves, this lunar cycle. So this is like abundantly and lavishly nourishing ourselves. Um, you know, the card depicts like ripe, overflowing baskets of fruit. I mean, so does the emperor. I feel like there's a connection we can kind of make there. Um, but we are nourishing our core. Like we talked about earlier, the aces are our core. So we are nourishing ourselves at the core. Um, and when it comes to the suit of cups, we can look at, um, you know, a lot of times we talk about emotions and how we externally communicate our feelings and our intuitive side, but um, I wanted to focus more on intuition and how I define intuition is my relationship with self. So if we're operating under the premise of as above, so below, meaning, uh, you know, on earth as it is in heaven, um, the way I... Emotions are how I externally communicate myself, but um, the internal reflection of that is my relationship with self. So um, Lindsay Mack of Tarot for the Wild Soul teaches the Ace of Cups as falling in love with ourself and like a rebirth. So um, a question I had for you is what do you find intoxicating about yourself? Like if, if you're unsure of how to start nourishing yourself this cycle um, or really, you know, taking care of yourself, start with figuring out what you find absolutely um, abundantly intoxicating and like mesmerizing about yourself. Um, Chani Nicholas uh, has this really beautiful quote um, that I feel kind of sums up the Ace of Cups because we talk about like rebirth, falling in love with ourselves, 
And um, she says, you know, you weren't starving before you got here. You were born full. So nourishment, this cycle comes from acknowledging our fullness. So there's this um, exercise, I guess, or um, skill uh, they teach in dialectical behavior therapy. And I'm not a therapist. I'm not any sort of mental health professional. I have done a lot of dialectical behavior therapy. So I'm not necessarily giving, I'm not giving medical advice and I'm not diagnosing anyone with anything. Um, But there is a skill that is taught in dialectical behavior therapy called accumulating the positives. And if you Google like accumulating positives, DBT and like free PDF, there'll be some resources that come up. Um, But basically, it's this idea of um, doing kind things to ourselves, like uh, acts of love for ourselves that happens before we have to do something difficult. So normally when we do something difficult or challenging or that, you know, feels uncomfortable, we'll, we'll reward ourselves afterwards. We'll take pleasure in something afterwards as a reward. But instead, with a, when we're accumulating the positives, we do these pleasurable acts, these kind acts, um, these acts of love for ourselves before we do the difficult thing. So it's like you put money in your bank account before you take money out. Um, so you could think of it like putting deposits into your emotional bank account and not just you know so you have enough to take money out when you need it but to have like an overflowing and abundant emotional bank account to have a savings account and a retirement um account kind of um you know not just for your day-to-day but just lavishly um showering yourself with these acts of love So our next card is a source of pleasure, which is the Queen of Wands reversed. So the Queen of Wands, you know, when we look at her in the Smith Rider weight is kind of like the archetypal witch. Um, There's someone with a wand and their little black cat, they're familiar. So when we talk, think about witches, we think about power, um, resistance, um, you know, the the quote, um, the bit that that I talked about earlier about demonizing pleasure and burning at the stake anyone who stays attuned to the ways and the power of pleasure in the natural world like that's that's the witch that's you know who we're talking about when we talk about burning at the stake so um when the queen of wands reverses up we are releasing guilt and shame and the concept of sin um and and one thing i really one really big truth that i took from emergent strategy was that shame keeps us small, where pleasure is generative. Pleasure creates more possibility. So specifically with the Queen of Wands being the archetype of the witch, um, I wanted to kind of put forth this idea of ritualizing pleasure this lunar cycle. Um, like a source of pleasure this lunar cycle is magic and ritual. So ritual is how we mark the present moment as sacred, as separate from wherever we just came and wherever we're going to next. So what I, what I mean by that is um, kind of 
how we even started this podcast with an invocation and with me inviting you to, you know, pause, take a moment to be present, um, whether that, you know, looks like lighting a candle or opening a window and taking a few breaths. Um, It's how we show up for ourselves, you know, by being present um, and separating the present from the past and the future, from wherever we just came from and wherever we're going to next. So what are some ways you can ritualize pleasure to take those positives you're accumulating, those kind acts for yourself, and to make it really ritualized, meaning to be really present for that pleasure, to um, feel it out and and indulge in it and um, notice the sensations of pleasure. So, um, meaning, you know, sources of pleasure include feelings, sensations, and wholeness. So, like, um, this is a really broad question, but like, what makes you feel whole? And follow that, um, that, that feeling of wholeness on the path to pleasure. And then the last card I've got is uh, describing where we're going. So this is kind of like, uh, you could think of it like an invitation to the future or the direction we're heading towards, or also like, what is the whole point of this? Like, where are we going with with all of this collaboration that we're talking about? And we pull the King of Pentacles reverse. So like I talked about before the Kings, they're facilitators or architects um, for other people to show up within to engage with the element of their suit. So the king of pentacles, pentacles being related to the element of earth and everything tangible and material in life, whether it's our body, the roof over our head, the food on our back, the clothes on our plate. Um, we are facilitating materiality with the king of pentacles. And when the king of pentacles shows up reversed, it often can signal some self-doubt when encountering obstacles. Um, not like permanent self-doubt, but just a temporary moment of self-doubt. Um, and so the point of that is to figure out how to collaborate with our obstacles as opposed to conquering our obstacles. If we look at, you know, ecosystems, animals that try to conquer or dominate or overcome or like the kings of the jungle um, are less likely to survive change. It's the small animals like ants and eucalyptus, um, if we're looking at plants or dandelions, that are resilient and interdependent that collaborate with obstacles or challenges rather than dominating them. So for example, um, ants tell each other where food is. They don't hoard it. They tell each other where to find food because the more of them that can gather food, the more food the entire community will have. Um, We are you know, collaborating with famine or hunger rather than trying to conquer it or conquer each other and hoard food. So I think the King of Pentacles, like, you know, if we're talking about it collectively, the King of Pentacles reversed is really important when we think about how we relate to climate change or like a changing earth, like how, you know, in the next couple decades, the next couple months even, um, or like 
realistically speaking, the next couple weeks, how are we going to relate to a flooded earth or a dry earth or a frozen earth? Like, what is our relationship with the land? Um, how do we process climate grief? Um, how do we prepare for transformation and innovation and not just suffering? Um, and I don't have answers other than collaboration and interdependence. Um, but if you have any thoughts um, about this reading or um, not necessarily that I'm asking you to, you know, solve climate change or come up with solutions, but if you have anything you want to share, um, you can always tag me on Instagram at CityXWitch. Um, I really only use Instagram. I use Twitter to yell into the void, but it's more of a personal account, so I'm not going to share my Twitter handle in here. Um, and if you find me on Twitter, please kind of respect my privacy. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I was really excited to share this reading and felt really called to kind of share it through a podcast with a voice. I think it's kind of perfect with having pulled the King of Swords reversed and with the Emperor. I know I was, my voice was pretty shaky throughout it. So um, I felt like I was really embodying that whole radical honesty, even when it terrifies us. Um, if you'd like to get in touch, my email is tess at thecitywitch.ca. Um, my Instagram is at citywitch. Um, and if uh, you wanted to work one-on-one -on, -one on a tarot reading or learn more about my upcoming online workshops um, that I'm going to be releasing, I have ones kind of on transformation, on trauma, on inner child healing, on self-care, all related to tarot um, that I'm going to be releasing really soon. Um, the best way to find out about those is to visit my website, www.thecitywitch.ca. Um, and sign up for my email newsletter. Um, you also get a discount code when you sign up and you can unsubscribe at any time. I don't send emails super often. But yeah, thank you so much. I hope you have the most beautiful and pleasurable new moon. <laughs>